They get all corn. they get all corned up. I love corn. You got your pod corn, popcorn, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your flint mm-hmm. corn. Mm-hmm. You got a bubble gump right now. Sweet let corn. Him, let him have this. Let him have this. These your dent the- corn. And then I'm missing one. I can't remember. No, I There's think you're six. doing good. Keep going. There's six types of corn. Really fascinating. There's vegetable. more than six types there's of corn. Corn. Right? Thing about corn, I can say there's more than six types of corn. corn. No, not corn varieties. Bread. I'm talking about types of corn. Wait, break that one down for me. The the so there's pod corn where the individual kernels are wrapped. Look up pictures of it. It's disgusting. I won't, but I trust you. It was a predecessor to. If it's gonna gross me, I'm not looking it's at it. It's a it's predecessor to present day corn. Originally, it was teosinte, but. But then you've got um, flint corn and dent corn, which aren't edible. Oh, feed corn. That's the other one. But flint corn and dent corn are used to make ethanol. You don't eat it. It's disgusting. Um, then, of course, you've got popcorn. And then you What's have that big corn you see corn. in like Spanish dishes? The what? The big corn. It's like big kernels. Oh, that's uh, hominy. There you go. That's corn that's been soaked in lye. And that actually. Whoa, whoa, whoa what? That's like soapy corn? Lye or lime. So sodium hydroxide or lime, um, slake no, lime. No, I don't like it anymore. I fucking hate when people put lime on shit. If I wanted to no, my food, I'd put no, it on myself. Li- no, like lime, lime, like limestone, like ground up limestone. It's something, oh. something caustic that well, breaks down. rocks in their food? Huh? Well, it, it just needs to be something caustic that breaks down the outside of it because um, there's, there are, there are two amino acids that you, the body can access. And so you get the full um, amino acid profile from rice and from beans or from corn and from beans. If, if you break down that. And so, so that's how masa is created is the same process as making hominy. It's called uh, nixtamalization. I think I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but, but they, historians think that that's, the reason that uh, that that accounts almost entirely for the rise of the Incan empire is the ability. Every great culture has a grain. Everybody knows that. (laughs) What is the the Gungan's favorite grain? Tristan. Don't get me started on beans. What is the, what is the Gungan's favorite grain? What? Misa lava masa. (laughs) We, we good now. Episode 107 of the Review Cool Podcast. Informed, concise, not really. Night Riders Unite. You know, witness us. You, you came in midstream. Welcome to Corn Talk, everybody. That's so this week's theme. <laughs> this week's theme this is, is corn. Who loves it? You do, whether it's rocking or popping. We love corn here at the DB Cool Podcast. There's already a type for that. It's popcorn. It's the clock. You. God damn it. How long have you been up? How long have you been up? <coughs> Not long enough. Too long. Crushing it. All Man. right. Man, me and Nick gotta fucking step up our game. We've been sitting here cutting cutting up for 20 minutes. You roll in with that. <laughs> God damn. <coughs> oh, that's great. Man. What do you guys do this week? I have premature ejaculation problems. I went to the doctor before. What do you guys want to talk about? That? Uh, yeah, you guys want to talk about that? What? Yeah, I don't have anything. I got a weed eater. Okay. Jason, you want to talk about my PE problems? Yes. All right, so here's what's going on. As we all know, I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety shit. I don't talk about it on the show much because it's just kind of like uh, uh, lame. 
but uh, I've been dealing with some anxiety stuff that has uh, filtered its way into uh, my, my boners. See, here's a situation. I've realized that at 35, everything is trying to get out of my body as fast as it can. You got I a nervous dick. I puke all the time, constantly shitting. I'm frequently peeing, but I don't pee a lot. Doctor told me there's a difference. Um, that sounds like it, interstitial cystitis. It, uh, no, it's a it's a chronic epididymitis. I didn't make that word. Oh, up. from the, okay. Yeah. Um, so I pee a lot. Or I'm sorry, I pee frequently, but not a lot, which is important when you talk to your doctor. And uh, lately, when I'm when I'm uh, when I'm being when I'm being yes, when I'm making when I'm trying to young, when I'm trying to go with it. When I'm trying I'm, to young in your messies. When I'm trying to, well, no, I'm trying to young outside of my messies. When I'm trying to, when I'm trying to young out. Know what I mean, when I'm trying to young out <laughs> with my hung out, Tristan, you get it. I'm getting nothing from Tristan, so I'm just gonna keep going. Uh, so lately, when me and Emily have been going at it, I've had to be like, "Yo, let's hold on for a second. We have been. I've had to like slow down and be like, "We, we got to slow down for a second. And at first, I was like, "Yo, dog, this is good pussy. Am I right, dog? That's what I thought, dog." That's what I thought, dog. Still can't believe she lets you do that. Definitely. I mean, it's every time it happens, I tell her thank you. While it's happening, after it's happening, and then I buy her a gift. Um, and so lately, I've had a hard time. Like, I've had to be like, "Yo, we gotta stop for a second. Going early, huh? Not 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 going, but like getting to like getting to that point. The 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 ship is on the pad, and the fuel is shooting out, but we haven't had liftoff yet. So I gotta be. I gotta like stop and be like, "Yo." And it's happened enough where I was like, I should probably ask about this. So I called my doctor. We talked about it. And uh, of course, me being me, when he was asking me questions about it, he was just kind of like, have you tried anything? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, what? And I was like, all the typical things. Um, I tried to put a cork in it. That didn't work. And he was like, what? I was like, I tried to stuff something in there to keep it in. And he goes, you didn't really do that, did you? And I was like, no. But do people do that? And he goes, doctor patient confidentiality. <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like i was like you know the other sounding stuff I, yeah i was like you know other stuff i try to think about something else try to think um, about you that that didn't help at all no here's what i said she was like i try to think about my grandma my friend's grandma your grandma like talking to the doctor and he goes uh i need you to be serious and i was like not gonna happen um you want it you ask questions those are what i do i think about other things do you guys want to know about what I thought about last time when I was trying to hold my goo back? Baseball. No, well, I just I just don't think that that's fair though. Like, I'm trying. I I come too early, Doc. I'm in a very vulnerable state right now. Let me have my jokes. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of he, he he's weird. Like, he's just a weird guy. He's he's down a lot for of doctors bits. Are. He's down for bits sometimes, and sometimes he's not. <laughs> um. So I last time. I was talking to, I was trying to hold my stuff back. Not PhDs. Sorry, listeners. I meant MDs. <laughs> so I was trying to hold back my, my, my go, my goof juice, trying to hold it back. And I started thinking about uh, how recently I discovered that ankle high socks cost more than tube socks. Really? That's, that's not a joke. That is an actual fucking thing. I went to target the day I was having, I went to target before I was having sex and the not, ankle high no socks. No sale? No sale. Just straight up. MSRP, <laughs> the ankle high socks cost more than tube socks. So I thought about that and how upset that made me um, and how that could possibly work on a cost analysis ROI, how that would work instead of enjoying having sex. And that's when I realized I should probably talk to a doctor about this. <clears throat> so I got some dick pills. I haven't tried them yet. 
Because the oh, did you get blue chew? No, no, no. The problem's not getting hard. That's not the problem. Oh, like I stay, I stay going too early. I'm hard right now. And I'm sure you've tried pregame and right. Yeah, of course. Try to. Nobody goes to work with soup in the can. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Are Um, you mixing metaphors? so so like for my family so like i don't like getting hard is not the issue like it's just you're just hard and leaky yeah i haven't even that's the thing is like i haven't even like i haven't gone early yet but like it's to that point where like i'm having to stop and be like all right we got to slow down for a second and that's Mm. not fun that's not fun if the if her train's pulling into oak town i can't pull the lever and change the tracks with a g what's up Oak Town. Population, your mama. I, don't, I hope that's inaccurate because that would just. <laughs> og, og, og. Can I can I ask a question? Absolutely. Like I, I, I adore Emily. It's just I, I hope that's not true because I don't want <laughs> any less of her. No, she doesn't say og. Uh, she just screams, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so if. I'm going to try and tread lightly. You don't have to. It's me. I feel weird about this, but well, have so in an, in an, have you ever seen him like this, Tristan? Have you ever seen Nick like this? No, he was competent as hell when he was talking about corn. (laughs) In an attempt to, to rid yourself of the pressure of having to perform at some level, right? Some expectation that you have, which is a low level. Let's be honest. That bar is well. As a low do, bar, do you ever deliver on the your steel? responsibility first? Then you don't feel obligated to deliver during coitus. Here's the thing. I'm glad you brought that up. Excellent point. Always. And and the point is not. It's not. And I'm not saying it's like a. a tit for tat situation tit for pat what up tristan <laughs> i'm not saying it's i'm not saying it's uh it's it's that juvenile but like i'm saying for for your psychology like if if the because then the pressure's off you you're like okay no the pressure's always on pressure's always on yeah laws on my back there you go <laughs> uh, do you know what i'm saying does that make sense yeah, and that's and see where I like what you said because that's exactly what it turned into of just kind of like she. I usually I I always try to make sure she has hers before I have mine because we all know that when a guy has his, it can be not always, but sometimes like well we're done here. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, unwieldy. Unless you unless you uh you know make with the head, which I'm not opposed to, but uh, in fact bury me down there. Who gives a shit? I'll yodel in the valley. Um, what I'm saying is like, is I would be so focused on holding it that I would take myself out of like the, I guess the, the, the event itself. And then she would have hers. And then because I've held mine so long, I would be incapable of having one really. Oh, perfect. No. Mm-hmm. Cause then the, cause then the, the tubes get all backed up. Oh yeah. The dude tubes, which can be as detrimental as going too early. I've realized your vas deferens. Apparently, uh, I didn't know this, but you know, I don't think she'd be mad about saying this. Sometimes girl get, girls get mad if you don't go because they're like, "What, what we? What, what's that about?" Because then it's like yeah. when she thinks she's done something wrong. Yeah, well, it's sort of like in Clerks, you know. Absolutely, mm-hmm. my life is just like Clerks. 
you know what I'm talking, you know what scene I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. a girl pretty much just has to be there. Right. So, so like the bar is pretty low. So I can imagine if I were a girl mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to do because I am autistic, but I can imagine that if I were in someone else's head, I being offended that at, with such a low bar, I couldn't even achieve right. that. I would feel, I would feel responsible for it, even though I knew like logically that I wasn't. What say you, Tristan? What oh, say I'm, you? I get it. I, I had the same problem before. So Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Camaraderie. Camaraderie. Yeah. I've had, oh, I've had, I've had, had be the name of the episode. Please, can the name of the episode be Camaraderie? Yeah. I'll try to find a yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. Right. I've had, I've had many, uh, many, uh, uh, Premies. Well, the, the problem with me was because uh, I don't know if you were going to go into your actual issue or not, but like mine, I didn't get it assessed. I just I just knew like I, I know myself enough to have a pretty good idea because it was not an issue for a long time. And then all of a sudden it was. Right. And I was going through a period where I was incredibly stressed out, uh, super anxious about a lot of stuff that was going on in my life. And then at that point, it got to the point where I was preemptively anxious whenever I was about to have sex, because I'm I'm already inside my own head that there I don't I don't want it to go bad, and right. then it does because I'm already I'm already lost. So it just spiraled. So I've just nipped that in the bud, and I just haven't had sex in a long time. I'll send you some of these dick pills. They sent me like a lot, which was also a weird conversation to have with the guy. Fun. Like, what is it supposed to do? What it's is, supposed to, what I don't, it? it's supposed to, it's supposed to, you, so you take it an hour before you're supposed to have sex. So let's just crush the spontaneity. Throw that shit right out the fucking window. Um, you take it about an hour before you have sex. And then apparently I haven't done it yet. I got them in yesterday. I got them in Thursday. Um, yesterday we ended up watching a really rad movie that I think you guys should watch. I'll tell you about it when we're wrapping up, I guess. Um, we watched a movie and played some board games, which I don't know about you guys, but if that doesn't get that fucking pussy wet, stop it. <laughs> yeah, fucking, we had to we had to replace the carpet. Um, <laughs> so we didn't have doing it last night, but like she was like, "We'll try it tomorrow night," and I'm like, "All right, cool." So like I'm excited to try these dick pills out, but I'm also like anxious of like, well, it doesn't work. It um, will. So well, well, I mean, that's I mean that's the thing about it is like even if it's a fucking placebo, you know what I mean? Even if it's a placebo. Let's roll with it. You know what I mean? Well, that's exactly what I was going to refer to. Is it needs it? Can, it can be a placebo. Just don't get in your own head about it, because right. You should take a half of one before you work out. You need to try to like have it, have an expectation that it will work. Right, right. And like, here's the, the probably the that wasn't awkward, a joke. Oh, I didn't think it was. Um, the most awkward part of the conversation was he was just kind of like, now, how many do you think you need? And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I can, I can send, he's like, do you want to do like a trial? Like I send you like, uh, uh, he's like, how many times do you have sex a month? And I was like, I don't know, man. A hundred. And I was just kind of like, hundred, you like, bitch. And then I told, <laughs> I told him, I was like, I was like, I don't know, man, but I think it's a weird way of you asking me like, how cool do I think I am? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, uh, he's like, are you married? And I was like, no. And he goes, well, most married men don't call me. And I was like, why? He goes, married men don't have sex. And I was like, there it is, doc. There it is. And he goes, how about I send you six and you, and you let me know. We'll go from there. And I'm like, all right, cool. Motherfucker sent me 20. <laughs> so if you guys want some pills, I'll send them to you. I don't know the rules. I don't know. Got the some. laws. 
I'll send you a couple. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't do that. Why not? Uh, you can't send dick pills across state lines? What do you know about legislature? Uh, I know that it's a drug. Technic. We don't know that. It might be placebo. You said it yourself. I'll write that on the envelope. Tristan said this might not be drugs. You can please, you guys please not know me. about blue chew. It's boner pills. Yeah, no, yeah, you listened, yeah, Nick, I've listened to one podcast in the last 30 years. So yeah, yeah well, I, I signed up for it and I got some. How'd it go? Uh, they're great for workouts. And uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's fun. It's not something I, so for me, it was just recreational, but it's, so it's not something I do every time, but it's, it's fun. I mean, what, what if does it, if you're in a mood, what does it do specifically? It's mood. not, it's not like testosterone supplement or anything. No, no. So it does, it's a, it's a vasodilator. So it makes but your, it's not it makes, a T booster. So if these are your veins, if these are your veins, then it makes them like go like that. So they go from small, small to big everywhere. And it makes you your, go from, it makes you go gives, from, uh, from Nick to Pat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> visual joke. So it gives you the throbby cock. Yeah. It gives you a throbby cock. So, so that in turn does two things. One is makes you really like, cool. The more throbby your cock is the, okay. the less sensation you tend to get. And so you're going to last longer and it also reduces your wait. What? Yeah. I, I don't know about that. That's weird. I, break that, break it down been, for me. This has been my experience. Okay. Like the the harder my dick is, the longer I last. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, every but, uh, time the, consistently. The desensitized. The, de- the de- Wait, hold on, hold on. Because yeah, it, I don't know. Second. Like I have less no. sensation when my dick is really fucking hard. Unless it's like no, really wait, hard because I haven't the, gone in a while. Wait, that's the back. That's the backwards of what you said though. What? You said the harder your dick is, the less sensitive it is. Yeah. That, right. But then you just said that the softer my dick is, the less sensitive it is. Oh, I said it backwards. So what? So which one is the it? The harder my dick is, the less sensitive it is. I don't know how that works. How does that work? Doesn't it increase blood flow to those sensory things? Nerves are the I'm, word I'm looking for. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a dick doctor. Tristan, you're the closest I know. No. Okay. But it, it makes your dick harder. And it also reduces, allegedly reduces your refractory time. I mean, allegedly makes your dick harder. Well, because I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't really noticed it. I don't like going like boom, boom, boom. It, because like I've had enough. I've already done Wait, it. I don't know what. And the so boom now, I wanna, <laughs> you, now I want to. I think he's talking about his, his refractory period. Do what? I said, I think he's talking about his refractory period. When you're talking yeah. about boom, boom, boom. I don't like to have sex right after I've had sex. Who's got the time? What are you, 15? Well, no, it's not. It's not. T- oh, wait. You're it's, it's, just, it's not time. It's just like I've lost interest. At that I mean, did, did you forget what it felt like the first time? Come on. <laughs> or come off. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I just come. Now I got to find out if this, if my, if, the, if big socks trying to get in my fucking wallet. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I've, I've, I've totally had that before where like, uh i'm i'm jerking off or something or i'm having sex and it's like it, you know it's great and uh because you're about to come and like i would yeah. think i would then think what, i what would think that I, I would i would think that like oh i'm totally down to do this again and then like the second it happens oh yeah like, i'm fucking done this is yeah. over the second I'm bored <laughs> The second Remember, the lasso is out, I'm not trying to pull anything in with it. The rope, the dead rope can lay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember that Louis C.K. bit about he was like, as soon as you come, 
you're immediately like, I wonder how light bulbs work. I always like that Chappelle bit about how the saddest, the saddest a man will ever look is when he comes on his own belly. <laughs> <laughs> or that Louis C.K. joke. Like, as soon as I come, I'm like, oh, I hope she doesn't tell everyone and ruin my career. Oh, boy. Jeez. Was that your joke? Because that's a good joke. Yeah. That's a solid joke. You should be proud of that one. Thank you. Man, this is fun to know that both of you guys got stupid dicks, too. Yeah, man. I've had... Everybody's got dumb dick. I've had, I've had erectile problems before when I was, like, super stressed. And also because of medications. And I've also right. had premature ejaculation. And maybe I've had premature ejaculation my entire life. I don't know. I've Did never, TBC I've never raced in the anyone. face of PE. Should we get Do what? Mm-hmm. Did, did the Through Being Cool podcast just become the face of premature ejaculation? PE and ED. Yeah. P-E-E. TBC is TBCP for PE. That's what. Or, fuck. Yeah. That needs some workshopping. No, but if you put all of our faces Petty. on something, people would be like, yeah, those guys come early. No one would see the three of us and go stallions. It's not. We out. come quick. Yeah, we come quick so you can get back to your day. On we each come other. quick so you don't have to. <laughs> we come quick so you don't have to stay on top of us any longer. Mm. I've got a topic for today. Good because I'm. I, I've, I've. This is done. The ink is gone out of this pen, man. Both. We <laughs> go came, figure. Yeah, we shot it, a lot too early. What I don't like, Emily's making jokes about it, which I'm just kind of like, I respect that and I appreciate it. But I think I have to be like, yo, at a certain point, I think you're going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> like, I'm good for it. We have, like I told her, like, we got a 72-hour grace period on this where, like, you can just double down on all the jokes you want to make. But after we, after I take the medication and we find out if it does or doesn't work, we can't joke about it anymore. Just let me do, let me do the medical shit. Hey, you know what? If, if this were a game of uh, soggy cookie, you know, you'd win. Yeah. Um, also, I'm not that far from sticking tongue depressors on the side of my dick to make sure that even if I do shoot early, it still stays in the length it needs to. Yeah. No Fun worries, box. man. Happens to everybody. I'm going to take one right now, Jack, off for you guys. We'll see if I last longer than I normally do. Ready? Yeah. Set. Blow. Tristan, you have to look me dead in my fucking eyes the entire time I'm doing it, too. Oh, God, no. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i realized as soon as you make any sort of racy joke patrick uh-huh. i immediately look you can probably see it i immediately look down on my screen because that's yeah. where tristan's head is yeah, i look i do look this and, i look this way because that's where tristan is on my look and see if his face makes me laugh <laughs> hey tristan just a heads up that look you just did in the camera maybe all the pills i need oh really yeah because i mean well then just call me up oh whenever. god no i could not think of a of a <laughs> Tristan, I love you to death, but you were you would be the last guy I would answer a phone call from if I was having sex. Get me on my pager. Don't take this the wrong way. You're the only one who, if I answered and said, I'm having sex, you're the only one. You're the only person who wouldn't hang up. You're the only one of my friends who would go, oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> How's that going? <laughs> What's that like? How's that? Oh, stop it. Hey, uh, one one more thing real quick. I just want to tell you guys. I only do things real quick. Hey, guys, we're having a good time. <laughs> and and you listeners. Um, okay, so, so this is embarrassing because I wasn't prepared to share this. But uh, on YouTube, hold on. On YouTube, there are a tremendous amount of uh, short horror films that are really fucking good. Uh, th- there are some I found by this... Uh, this uh, YouTube channel called Alter A L T E R, but that's, that's a I guess, that's a channel on like Prime and stuff, isn't it? Tristan? Is it Alter 
ALT. Yeah, like that's their whole thing is they specialize in like shorts. That I'm not sure. I've not heard of it. Well, yeah, I've, heard, like, I've heard of that one, Nick. They've got some decent shit on there. Like 15 to 45 minute horror movies that are really fucking good. And you know, the more that I think about it, like uh, I love horror movies, but but a Who lot of us the time. <laughs> they're, they're 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 easy i mean you've told me this tristan they're easier to make than like comedies per se or something right mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of bad ones out there and so an hour and a half is a, it's a lot of time you know it's a big time investment and some of these are like they're really fucking good i watched I mean, like four i'm of so them. glad you said that because i'm at the point now where if a movie is more than an hour 45 i'm like we got to make plans for this one right mm-hmm. Dude, I, wish I always check Rotten Tomatoes. Last night called uh, The Vigil, which was, uh, it's a horror movie. It's on Amazon Prime. I think you can rent it for like six bucks. We watched it last night. Very good. Uh, I don't watch a lot of horror movies, so the concept was new to me. Maybe it won't be to you two guys. But uh, just just a real quick synopsis. A guy gets hired to, are you guys familiar with the, with the Shoy, what a Schoimer is? Nick, you might know. No. Schoimer is a guy who comes and watches over a body after a Jewish person dies. Oh, yeah. A Jewish person dies. Um, so it's about a guy who gets hired to watch over this body and then just a bunch of crazy shit happens. It's cool. really, really good. They do a lot of like really cool, interesting things with like something's happening and you're like, Oh, I've fucking seen this before, but they do like just a little bit of a twist on it enough to where like, Oh, that's really cool. So I had a good time, uh, called the vigil, the vigil. Yeah. I, I watched a short one this morning that was really fucking wild. This one's like kind of a goofy one, but this guy comes up with this idea and, uh, it's he's like kind of kind of kooky and he tells his wife and her head explodes <laughs> and so watch it, Tristan. do what i think nick just told us what happens so we don't have to watch it now. yeah dude, it's 20 minutes like it's oh, not okay. spoilers you know and uh and so he keeps telling people and their heads keep exploding because it's like this idea that's they're they're like they're like it'll it's gonna change everything and then pff, their head actually explodes. Pretty funny. It's it's pretty fucking funny and it's it's really good. I think you guys would get a kick out of it. It's like it's seventeen minutes. Interesting. That sounds familiar. I don't know if I've seen that one or not. It's it's pretty. It's cute. But what there's some like Psycho Goreman. I keep hearing about that. We what? watched the trailer. Psycho Goreman. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um. We. It's, it's the dude who made another move that Emily really liked. Psycho Gorman. Um, yeah, Psycho Gorman. It looks like Power Rangers in a monster movie. It looks really cool. Speaking of fucking monster movie, real quick, we don't talk about it too much. I just want to know if you guys seen uh, Kong vs. Godzilla. No, not yet. Mm-hmm. Is it good? It's it not make, as good to give me. Give me you a preemie. To me, hey, <laughs> hey, always. Um, it's to me, it's not as good as Skull Island, which I just fucking loved but it is better than the two Godzilla movies. So it's good. It's good. I had a really good time with it. It knows exactly what it is. It dips into like uh, anime stuff that Tristan, you would catch and recognize and appreciate. Um, It's really, really fucking good. Speaking of which, have you guys seen Invincible yet? You watching that shit? I haven't watched it yet. So fucking good. I know. I know. It's so fucking good. I'm looking at the the three compendiums. I've got every single single issue in the closet over there in a box like i fucking love invincible it is i wonderful. haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it yet it's absolutely wonderful How also solar opposites is that good yeah it's really okay. fucking funny it's really funny it, it's uh 
the second season, towards the end of the second season, it gets really weird. Um, I'll, I'll well, give I mean, you... it's the guy from Rick and Morty, so I yeah. expected it to get kind of weird. I'll give you, I'll give you one, one little thing. It won't ruin anything. So, so it starts off as a complete non-story. Um, one of the characters who's like the young kid, uh, he, he has a gun that shrinks people. They have guns for everything. And he has a gun that shrinks people. And so he keeps shrinking people and putting them in his closet. And it comes back, like putting them in like a, uh, like a little terrarium kind of thing in his closet, mm-hmm. like an ant colony. And so it's like a non-story, you know, but it, it keeps happening throughout the season. And into the second season, it becomes this complete side story. And That's like, great. there's a whole like 40 minute episode about a war that they have inside of there. It's fucking hilarious. Okay. I'm going to check it out. But they I'm shoot it like a drama. Like that whole episode, there are no jokes in it. Like it, they shoot it like a drama. It's fucking awesome. I've I've watched Impractical Jokers at this point, I think eleven times all the way fucking through. So, so I fucking watch something else. I love Impractical Jokers. Such an easy like it's. I, I take that back. Like it's such an easy idea that shouldn't it's, work as well as it does. And it's the like, word you're looking for is elegant. Yeah, like it's one of those things where like it's it could just be them reading off ridiculous names in front of strangers and i would watch that for hours on it yeah it's like why has nobody done this before Kristen, have you ever watched it i've seen a couple of episodes i i can't do shows like that but it's 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 the same reason why it's hard for me to do british comedy right because it's, it's so awkward and uncomfortable and man uh but you like, remember Oh, those sorry. kind of sh- those those kind of shows, uh, yeah, it's it's harder for me to watch. I because they're so funny and awkward. Yeah, and, yeah. Do you the remember the? Ep- oh, go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. Do you remember the episode where they're they're sitting in the doctor's waiting room, or they're sitting in a, a waiting room, and Sal, who really struggles with saying things that are inappropriate to people because he's very polite, um, somebody asks him what his job is, and they make him tell him that he's a pussy doctor. Well, no, that was the yes, I do remember that, but that was the one where they had to make each other laugh, Fuck. and like that oh, was his right. bit. His bit was like he he was asking, he was like he pulled out a business card and was like passed them around, and someone's like, oh, and one of the guys, one of the jokers, asked him, hey, what do you do? And he goes, I'm a pussy doctor, and like one of the other guys lost it and had to leave the room because the whole thing was like they were all four in a room, and they had to try to make each other laugh, and whoever was like the person who hadn't laughed yet had to leave or one, like, yeah, that was laugh it. one. That was one of those times where I had to pause it. The ones where they just read names. The one where they're sitting there and like they, they have a Tristan. This is again, I could just talk about rock jokers all the fucking time. But like, so one of the guys is behind a desk and like four or five people come into a room and he's like, all right, cool. Just wait. When I call your name, you can, you can go in, you can go into the other room. They'll see you. Cause it's like fake focus group stuff. And they're, like they pull out it like the, all the names are on a piece of paper. So one of the jokers guys pulls out a piece of paper and says uncle boobs <laughs> and like that's the whole thing is like them just saying stupid names that there's no way anyone in the fucking it's just it's th- this shit fucking kills me kills me it's so it's so goofy but it's so funny ah who that okay. fabish the who that fabish all right nick's got topics so i've got a topic all right so i want to talk about the nature of comedy uh there's a quote by freud and i don't remember exactly what it was but he he said my mom he said freud said something like um 
like one of the only altruistic pursuits in life is comedy, which is pretty incredible. Uh, I don't know what altruistic means. Uh, altruism. It's like, uh, the idea of, um, of like doing something without, um, with, with no like selfish motivation. I don't know. Tristan, you try and describe It's hard to articulate. Let me look. I mean, pretty, pretty much. It's just doing, doing something where the, the primary focus is on someone else's benefit, not yours. But like, I don't know, like Freud, Freud said a lot of shit and, uh, he was he was not always on the ball with some of that shit. But he was always on his mom's boobs. Uh, um, that's funny to me. That's yeah, altruistic. Disinterested and selfless concern for the well-being of others. Mm-hmm. Wait, but but because I, but I but I don't think that's true because if that were the case, like there, there's a selfish motivation to some of that. Sometimes, like sometimes I like being funny is fun for me too like i make jokes to make myself laugh too yeah no my 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 point wasn't that i agree with it my point was that that comedy this premise is bad i'm washing my hands of it (laughs) false premise premise on your humor bit nick (laughs) comedy is uh uh it's i don't know it's a worthwhile almost like mystical endeavor in my opinion, because it's, you can't, you can try and capture it like with a formula, but it's so, it's so nebulous and subjective um, that it's almost magical. And so my point was that if someone, someone like Freud was willing to like, despite his career, say something kind of nutty like that, like it must be, it must be something really special. And I, I believe that it is. I love laughter and laughing. I, I have such a it's like the best. I have such a like overly pretentious, but also like I also feel like it's one hundred percent just like trying to figure out where this like I, I get very pretentious when it comes to humor, but I'm also like I have like one rule that I live by and like it's not a joke. This isn't a joke. I, I've full stop one hundred percent everything can be funny. That's just well hold on how I feel. That's hold how on. I feel. Let's let's get there because I okay. want to I want to start first with what is your formula? So, so like, like what, why are things funny for, for, yeah. Why no, no, things- no, no, no. I wasn't being after, after Nick just explained, there isn't a formula. Could no, someone please explain to me the formula? I, I said, you can, you can kind of like, you can trace around it, but you can't exactly define what makes something funny. Uh, uh Okay. And so I want to know, so like my, my things, because I love yeah, analyzing I comedy because I'm, I'm not a funny person. I sometimes oh, I'll, that's so bullshit. That's sometimes, so, I hate hearing no, you say that. That makes me so mad. When I'm you not fishing for that. compliments. I know okay, that you're not, okay. but like, it makes me so fucking okay. mad when you say you're not funny. If you Let were, me say this. Let me say this for someone funny, who is, talk to you. So for someone who is as fascinated with and obsessed with comedy and how it works, I'm not as funny as you would think that I would be. Sometimes I'll stumble into a joke, but I won't I'm, let you. I won't. I'll let you okay. say that, but I won't accept it. Fine. I don't consider myself I, a funny person. I think this is a dangerous road that you're towing, though, because you're trying to figure out the formula for Matt uh, for uh, comedy. You end up finding it out, then you realize comedy's bullshit. Then my head will explode. So I guarantee you, as soon as Nick said formula, 
yep. Nate is like this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I know it. I guarantee it. Who hates math now? <laughs> so, so, so this is something that I really enjoy doing with Tressa is like analyzing comedy and specifically trying to analyze what makes me laugh. And so for me, I, and I've mentioned this before, there are a few things which I've discovered, I've just discovered this over the last few years. And so it's really, it's, it's really interesting to me, but um, she's pointed out casual threats of violence. Okay. Uh, dismemberment or like disembodied body parts. Okay. Um, and then uh, callbacks. Callbacks really get me. So, so those are, those are three of the things there are more, but those are three of the, the biggest ones for me. Mm -hmm. And so what I want to know is for both of you guys, before we get into the nature of comedy. Okay. So, so it gives me a little bit of, uh, a little bit of, uh, it'll, it'll make it easier for me to try and kind of, uh, See, I've got, I've got try and my, walk the path on this conversation. I've got my idea on kind of the basis of most comedy well but opinion. first i want to know you specifically like when you're like i know this wouldn't make everybody laugh but this this thing makes me funny i get i think that you you do you like absurdism absurdism really gets me too absurdism uh physical comedy um really yeah like just like pratfalls people like falling down slap i want to say like, like slapstick stuff gets you yeah, yeah absolutely um, and I, I do like callbacks and stuff too. Um, oh, you like, and then you were play sarcasm, just dry humor. Um, and then also juvenile humor too. Like I like that kind of, that kind of a good fart joke gets body humor all the time. But that, you know, you can lump that into physical comedy too, really. So I would consider body humor and, and physical comedy kind of different. And I, I love wordplay and sarcasm, almost to the point that it's not, uh, it's not even, it doesn't even always make me laugh. I just enjoy, I just feel good when it happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a Futurama joke. Yeah. You're like, good job. So I've got, I've got three, three right. things that will always get me. And I have examples. If you've of got more. You know, no, I'm, I'm going to keep it at three. Only it's three. three. <laughs> no, really, to me, it's only the, like, these three are the ones that like, I'm going with the ones like no matter what are going to get me every time. So the first example is something that is just a quick like observation or like wordplay or something that is said that makes you th think about what's being said in a way you've never thought about it before. So an example is, um, I was watching a show where uh, it's got it's the guy from IT Crowd, right? The guy who plays Moss. He mm -hmm. goes on like these trips with celebrities and like people who like you wouldn't expect him to hang out with. So he went on a trip with John Hamm, and at the end of the trip, he asks him, "So, so how how much did you enjoy this trip?" And he goes, "Oh, this is definitely top five vacation for me." And he goes, "Oh, so it's your fifth favorite vacation." <laughs> And I had never thought about that phrase, but like when someone, he said, oh, so it's your fifth. Immediately, like, okay, so wow, I never fucking thought about it like that. And that was just one of those, like, I was sitting there like, that is such a, like, we talk about that is such a laser observation. Yeah. Um. So something that makes me like that, that will make me laugh, not like out loud, but something that I'm like, fuck, that is so good. 
So like observational um, and, and reframing. Reframe, exactly. Um, when something reframes something that you're familiar with, when it reframes that entire thing for you. I love that shit. Uh, my second one is um, shortcuts to the truth. Um, an example of that is the ankle socks costing more than tall socks. That fucking killed me. Couldn't wrap my head so around. So you love you love yeah. Seinfeld, is what you're saying. Exactly. I mean, yeah, the shortcut. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that is. I was gonna say that, but like, that is his line. Like his his whole approach to comedy is, is a shortcut to the truth. Another example is Tristan. I don't know if you're familiar with white sauce here in Alabama as a barbecue. Okay, in Alabama they call the a state. I made this joke last week. A state so racist, the barbecue sauce is white. Um, you can't find dark colored barbecue sauce anywhere here. Everything's white sauce. Are you serious? Yes. And the ingredients are... I don't remember you making that joke. You know, it, me, and Tr- me and Nick so, were talking about it before you hopped on. So bizarre. Um, so, and I asked, what is white sauce? And it is mayonnaise, pickle juice. Of course it is. Course it is. Pickle juice and vinegar. And more mayonnaise. And then, and I'm like, that's not a sauce. You just made mayonnaise more wet. Like th- that kind of shit where it's just kind of like, I was like, don't try uh, to tell me something, what something is when I know exactly what it is, call that what it is. Don't try to put a name on it. Like, I love that shit. Um, and then also just hands down, my favorite kind is just absurdism. Just fucking like somebody saying something that is so ridiculous. Kenny's the king of this as far as I'm concerned. Um, and we were having some, and I remember at the shop, an example of this is like, we're at the shop years ago and like Kenny walks in holding a fucking basketball pump, like just a basketball pump. And he hands it to Wes and he goes, oh, thanks for letting me borrow that. And I was like, what did you have a fucking basketball pump for? And Kenny goes, oh, I wanted to pump up my balls to make my dick fart. <laughs> like, it's just like, because it just came out so quickly and it's just so fucking absurd. Like that's the shit that gets me when something is just so fucking out there and just comes out of nowhere that like that gets me that's my favorite shit when someone just says something ridiculous just like completely ball- devoid of large logic your balls being a flotation device for your penis <sighs> fucking i could have died right there that's that's <laughs> that is pro that is that is the second hardest time i've ever left really that's the second wow. hardest that's the hardest I've ever. the first one is kenny saying i got six turds and that's a shit there's no time <laughs> it's just it's not going to top that uh the second is that the the, the your balls are life preservers for your dick so your dick doesn't fucking drown in the bathtub good lord and then the third hardest was when wesley flicked a booger at doughboy and he screamed friggin ew like i don't see anything ever topping those it's just not gonna happen oh, that's great sorry but like this when it comes to like the nature of comedy and jokes and humor like that's something that like i could talk about for fucking ever so i apologize for taking up so much time with that I, I heard one at work the other day. I don't know what you would call this, but it really got me. Um, I, I said, uh, I had barbecue for lunch and uh, somebody said- yeah, white oh, sauce, brown sauce, hot sauce, would you No. Have? And somebody said, oh, did you make barbecue? And I said, no, my brother-in-law uh, gave it to me. And uh, they said, uh, oh, uh, my brother-in-law gave my family COVID. <laughs> and this was the hr manager too which is right funny. and uh, that's like another thing man it's like somebody who shouldn't like yeah one of, one so of my that, favorite that pumps things it up. yeah one of my favorite things is when someone who knows they shouldn't be making this kind of joke makes that kind of joke and like 
their their little glint or like they're like hmm, they shouldn't have done that but like so, they did it and like the joy it brings them doing that that should be so fucking happy what's up church laughter yeah well I, I think and if we want to go get into that now like that's that's my primary working theory on most of comedy most and you're not gonna boil it down to a single point but most comedy in my mind is the deviation of expectations and um which is what absurdism is on its face it's just a reversal of expectations from you have these these classically uh conceptualized ideas of how things work and how society works and that's why things can be regional and geographic in terms of like what what jokes make sense more um and like we can't make 405 jokes 405 oh her butthole was tired in the traffic on the 405 like that those don't those don't hit for us like that's a that's a geographical joke for someone who lives in that area right or if there's like uh i don't know if they're particularly religious uh country or something and there's like uh traditions or whatever and you deviate those like it wouldn't make as much sense for me because i don't know anything about it right but 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 either way like the the deviation of expectations that's are there any exceptions to that that. what's that are there any exceptions you can think of to that um types of comedy well i mean it's weird because like sometimes sometimes physical comedy does fall in sometimes it kind of doesn't but i think that it mostly falls into that because like because there, there are some things like you know that you shouldn't laugh at uh with physical comedy and stuff but you know like a kid in a wheelchair dressed like a clown what like a kid in a wheelchair dressed like a clown like you shouldn't laugh at that but like you don't know if you should because he is dressed like a clown no yeah that's sure. like a blend of absurdism and uh church laughter right um but yeah no i think the stuff that it doesn't explain is um the jokes that i think are bad like bad jokes because there are bad jokes in my opinion um so like uh like quality well like uh racist jokes or whatever like right like i think those are absurd on their face because it's just nonsense but it doesn't mean that it's funny or like threats of violence. You can have threats of violence that are definitely not funny. Like, so there, there's weird areas right, where, okay, like, where like intent plays into it too. Right. And right. That, that's, it's like another wrinkle on the comedy thing. Yeah. For me, <clears throat> for me, if I can give an example of what I mean by casual threats of violence. Um, one time Tressa said, uh, uh, I love you so much. I just want to smother you. And that killed me. Um, and it was, it was, it's, it's doubly, uh, uh, what did you, what did you call it? Like a reversal of expectations because it's, it's, it's someone, it's someone saying two completely opposite things in a sentence. And it's also coming from someone who, who shouldn't say that one of the an example if i can give one is uh and this story still sticks with me even though i've never met this guy 
but uh, one of my friends from college, his, like, I think it was his first roommate. He was just a big drunk asshole. But uh, one of the, one of the things like some of, the sh- right some of the shit he would I can say, hear you. yeah, we can hear you. dude. First college room, like my, one of my friends, first college roommate. So this is like freshman year. Okay. But so like projecting. No, I would just tell you, like, you know, this. That's true. I respect that. Um, but he would evidently come up with some just ridiculous shit when he's drunk and shit face. But one of the things he said to my friend uh, in an aggressive manner one night when he was drunk is, I'll fuck your face off, Pop-Tart. <laughs> it's just, that's so absurd and so hilarious to me. Because like, it, it, it was he wasn't being serious, but he was just uh, being bicker, bickering and argumentative and stuff. But I'll fuck your face off. Pop dart is <laughs> a good example of that for me. Just somebody example. saying something like you wouldn't expect them to say. Like I've always think well, it's like funny. a casual threat of violence. And stuff. Right. Right. That's absurd on its face, but it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, somebody I love said, those. Remember Jeremy was getting into me, getting in with it one day, and he like yelled something at me, and I told him to fuck off, and he said, "I'm gonna fuck start your face." And I thought that was, <laughs> <laughs> was just like I stopped being. Like I was literally, I was like actually mad at him for something, and he yelled, "I'm gonna fuck start your face," and it was just done. <laughs> no getting around. I was like, "All right, man, you win. I can't be mad at you anymore." So let's talk about because I'm I'm I guess I'm trying to like create a model for. God comedy damn, of course you are yeah you know what i mean matthew so, well, so as long as it's not a formula it's okay right nick if it's a model no, it's, it's a visual well, it's, it's a visual model it's well known it's a well-known fact that jokes are way funnier when you explain them yes Love exactly it. well so so well this is another thing i wanted to talk about that i think is interesting that that i, I was hoping it would come up but uh, Pete Holmes calls it, uh, and this com- this is an old old saying, but dissecting the goose to to find the song. You ever heard that? Yes, because I listened to that show too for a few years. <laughs> yeah, and so the idea is is sort of like uh, like um, uh, so. There's a philosopher. There was a philosopher, Paul Tillich, uh, who believed that God was the ground of all being, and that the more you try to understand God the less you're going to understand God. No, not and uh, I think it's oh, sort of like that. Like, I think, I think fucking, that idea is like that. See a fucking groundhog? He just burrows further in. Do I? <laughs> and so, yeah, is that, I, I wanted to know what you guys think about that. Is it, are you less uh, likely to find comedy the harder you search for it? I don't know. That's, that's one of the things I found myself doing is um, because I'll just, I'll, there are sometimes because things don't translate through text or somebody just doesn't get it. And so I find myself in a position where I have to explain the joke. So I'll just go full tilt into it. And I find it hilarious to just, yeah. cause I'll, I'll, I'll space it out. I've tried to get it down to craft where I will give single lines, send wait, single yeah. line, send wait to where i can see hopefully as they're looking at it have a chance to read it the next one pops up right um where i'm just explaining the joke in brutal detail Um, explaining the joke is is something i would put on my list of things that i find really funny i i disagree with both you i fucking hate it really (laughs) 
I love it. It classically is bad, but I think that it can be right. good. If you guys, like if I said, like if you, what I'm saying is like, okay, so I think we're having a different understanding of when, when we're talking about breaking the joke down. Um, if, if you're having to explain it to someone, if you say a joke, and the in the under the the joke is understood like if there's no way this can be misinterpreted you know exactly what i'm saying and then you go to explain it to the person that can be funny so that's what you're talking about right tristan like you say something and you're like obviously this is a joke and then you just keep going as a get it because 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 like you do that that can be funny yeah is that what that. you're getting at, Tristan? I'm not sure if we're talking about the same thing or not. So if I said something like, I got to go, I've got to, I've got to, I'm sorry guys, but I got to leave it. I didn't anticipate having to leave this early. And then you were like, oh, and then you made a joke and then you were like, get it. Cause you have premature ejaculation problems. <laughs> like that would be funny to me. That would be funny. Cause like I would get the joke obviously, but then like having you explain it to me would also be funny. I'd be adding to it. No, no <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about more like things like uh, things that, pulling from references or something that, okay. that i think that we have a shared experience but clearly someone's missing out and okay misinterpreting. okay, okay. And, but, but but everybody else in that thread knows this right. one person's on the out gotcha. and so it's funny especially for uh, hopefully everybody else who already right. knew the joke but it's so like sense. like inclusive jokes in group jokes oh yeah i mean that's pretty kind much of, our entire dialogue like that. with each other that's a form of callback i guess yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's like you recognizing something that I've invested a lot of time in too. Like if you reference some, I don't know, like some obscure anime series <clears throat> or something, and uh and you and I get the joke, it's like it's like a little like nod of the hat to like, mm -hmm. hey, like you've invested time in this and we both know this. We have this language. Experience. We yeah. have this shared, yeah, the shared experience and the shared language. You're in the cool big dick club. Yeah, well, it's great. I mean, people love feeling included. Well, I was thinking more along like, well, I well, the part of that that I don't like is when I say something that I know is fucking funny, and the person doesn't get it, and then I'm just kind of like, oh, these fucking, I get, I get mad. I'm like, I gotta, you fucking, you can't keep up. I gotta fucking explain this to you. Jesus Christ! Like, I end up getting almost adversarial about it. I because I'm just have, like that wasn't a hard you should get that that is an easy fucking thing you should get this is gonna sound bad if someone's not funny I assume they're dumb <laughs> it's just I don't care if someone is not funny I assume they're also dumb that's just me they could just be broken no we're having a bad day they could be broken, broken and be good we're broken no like they like their their humor is just they they they, they don't have that like. I mean, because because there are people who. Okay, I see. Okay, so let me give an example, Tristan. So we know this person, and this person is uh, married to someone that we know that we may have been employed with. Um, I already know. Who you're you already know. Um, and Nick, you know this person too, because they might have lived, I don't know, across the street from us. Um, and their significant other. There is nothing wrong with this person. I've had a conversation with. This person. I've been in this the car with so this person. I've spent. No, no, it's not rude. This is not rude. Is not no, rude. no, no, no. This is so deep rooted. Like it is, it is because I just I can't because because we know this we know this woman and she is so fucking cool. Like she's just she's funny. She's rad. She can hang with the dudes. Like we worked with her. We've seen her fucking chew dudes out. Like she rules. And then we they listen her. to the show together. <laughs> she, I think she does. Uh, and her significant <laughs> other could not be more of a one eighty. Could not be more of a one eighty. And I've said this to her, so she wouldn't be mad if I said it out loud. If 
I don't know that that's true. It, it, she wouldn't be. She wouldn't be because I've said this okay. to her and she wasn't mad. She started laughing. She goes, no, I get it. Um, she did the whole, like, you don't know him like I know him. And I was like, does he hit you? And she's like, that's not funny. And I was like, well. <laughs> um, and <laughs> then she said, I, I told her, I was like, I was like, I was like, you're, he is so uninteresting that if the only way he could have, the only thing that would ever be interesting about him is if he was aware of how uninteresting he is. <clears throat> Like, because then it would be like, so you know that you are a blank slate and you are choosing to not even throw a, the most minuscule amount of paint at that canvas. You are completely okay with being just maybe he, uninteresting. Maybe he thinks it's hilarious. It's not because I've, because that's the thing. It's like, I've asked. No, his no. If, if he no. did though, it would be really funny. It would be. But I've also asked his friends who we also were, we also worked with. And I was <clears> kind of like, yo, is he for real? And they were all like, yeah, it's it's not a joke. Like he he is just he just exists. And I was like, how did he? How did they work together? He's like, they met at a party, and she gave him his number. She's done everything. If this was up to him, this would not even be a thing. And I was just kind of like, so. Fuck. But see, I don't know him well enough to know because like, there's a difference between like someone genuinely like, kind of like on the autism spectrum or something that just like doesn't. No. have a lot of humor or someone who's a wet ha, has wet blanket syndrome like i think this guy is this guy is a blanket sitting at the bottom of a river yeah so i don't know yeah i think i he seems more to me just like a wet blanket yeah i mean and, I and those 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 people are i have less patience for those people than than the people who just are not are humorless right. he's in the mariana trench yeah he's fucking he's deeper than cameron could ever find him in a scuba <laughs> vessel like it's just not yeah, and those those are the it. kinds of people like I'm like just kind of those are the kind of people like those are the people like I find to be exhausting because you you try everything you got in your little bag of tricks everything you can to get something out of them and you can't okay. and I'd rather deal with those people than people I have to explain jokes to that's what I was okay. getting to so like let's let's go into this because this is important for me like I think on the topic of not getting jokes and or being uh humorless or whatever i think that it's important maybe not humorous but the, but the wet blanket type i think that it's important that to understand one not every joke's for you and two you're not going to find everything personally funny but but that you should make an acknowledgement when when there's humor present even if it's not for you and yeah. just don't be don't be an asshole about oh, it I, you think it's rude to I, leave it on the table yes yes to not even smile like a, a courtesy smile yeah like to, to act like you don't know what a joke is like do you like, remember when matt made a joke and Brendan didn't laugh and matt screamed fuck you i'm funny no that's funny but kind of like, um, kind of like your story with the dinner party. Like, everyone knew that you were making a joke, Patrick. Um, and the, but everyone refused to laugh. Oh, the office with the banana phone? No, 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 no. I'm talking about your dinner party or whatever with with Emily and. Uh, oh, the fucking! Oh, the fucking! 
<laughs> so you motherfucker why did you it makes me furious because like everyone like and it's like they're aliens and you, you just said a bunch of words and they're like what are these words i don't know what these are uh, um, of course they fly it's their job that's not a fucking joke it's not a joke that shouldn't have got the fucking laugh that it got it's still <laughs> still i don't it, here's the thing i'm so funny i don't even remember what the joke i made was i just know it got nothing mm-hmm. i just know that it got nothing but I remember, I will never forget the joke. They got more laughs than mine, and I will be fucking furious about it. If I, if I could count how many times I've given like sympathy, sympathy laughs in public or like at work or whatever, to keep the train rolling, to so we where we can move on, and I don't let these other people feel bad, because when people are making jokes, they're trying to make people laugh, but they're also trying to make a connection like you're in this group what okay that i tristan i i 100 agree with you what are your reactions when someone tries to pass off a joke that you know is not theirs and what you mean by this is it's a joke that you know that is on that somebody that is like a that is someone's joke and i mean that is like a joke that's in a special or a joke from a show or a joke that you know is not that person's joke how do My you heart react? hurts uh, do you not just say Oh shit! That reminds me of that so and so special. No, I don't call them out. No. I stare at them and let them know that I know. I, I let them know that I know they took that joke by not giving them anything. So I, I usually I'll I'll make an attempt to uh, give them the benefit of the doubt by giving them an out. By saying, I can see that. By You're saying, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and usually, like, usually they'll take it. I. Uh, one of my first days on my job when I got hired at the company is like, we went out to like his group launch and there were like somebody there was like, Oh, you're going to love this guy. He's hilarious. So right off the bat, I was like, I'm not going to like this guy. Um, accepted. Yeah. And then that's, and I hate, I hate, I fucking hate to be that dude. But like when you work with a bunch of squares and someone tries to tell you that there's a funny guy at work, you just know that it's like, this is not, this is what's he got like fluffing. It was, he going to do fucking give me some Mencia shit, some Iglesias. We're going to hear some fucking like half, some haphazard like stuff that he jacked from somebody else. Um, and lo and behold, we went to lunch and like somebody said something and like he cracked a joke where I was like, in my head, I'm like, that is not your joke. That is, that is, that is somebody that is, that is, we all know that's not your fucking joke. And like, everybody was like doing the sympathy thing. And I wanted to be like, no, no, this stops. We stop this. We don't let this happen. No, well, I mean, the reaction to that, I don't know what yours was, but nothing. I just it was, should, should have been like, not, not the sympathy thing. But they just just one up them. You just be like, you think you're funny? Here's funny, and then you just make jokes yourself. Oh, I, I and then turn it. everybody against it. I will just in. It's funny you say that. Uh, is that like I told you? Like sometimes I get adversarial when it comes to funny, and I waited, and I just waited. I, I people would say something, and I, it was like one of my like first. I think it was like my f- first Friday in the job, and on Fridays people would go out to eat together. Um, so I really didn't know anybody that well. Um, so I just waited because my. Like my, my, like, if I could give anyone a tip for their first week at their new job, only talk to the IT guys. Don't talk to anybody else. Watch, see how they interact with each other before you decide to like start talking to people, like make alliances or like decide who's worth talking to. Just observe for like a week. You'll, you'll catch on. I promise on who you should be talking to and who you shouldn't be. You'll, you'll catch on who's going to run their fucking mouths and who's going to be cool. Like you'll, you'll fucking, you'll, you'll catch on very quickly. I'd say IT, HR, and procurement. Yeah, absolutely. The people who can get you shit and, get you and keep you out of trouble. <laughs> um, so 
Yeah. So I spent the, like, I didn't talk to anybody really for like a week. I go to lunch and like, there's this, someone's like, Oh, you'll love him. He's hilarious. And, uh, and about that point I'd made like little comments here and there just to keep conversations going. Um, and then like dude came in and like every time someone would say something, he would come in with something and it was never his. It was always either just like this super broad thing that like everyone's heard this a thousand times. And like an example is, um, and the thing is like, I don't think this guy is a bad guy. I just think he's a tryhard, which to me is fucking. Exhausting. Um, yeah. It's, that's the word fortress. I don't think this guy is a bad guy, but it can be exhausting. And, um, and a couple people have made this joke. So if somebody, so if by chance, someone who happens to work thinks I'm talking about them, I guarantee you, if you're the person I think you are, I'm not talking about you. Um, somebody said something about like cult leaders. Cause like all the girls are really into like true crime and murder and all that kind of shit. Cause of course they are. Um, that's going to be taken out of context in the wrong way. Uh, but um, there's about cult leaders. And the guy was like, you want to talk about cult leaders? <laughs> Put them in a, 2000 years ago the guy walking around with a bunch of people wearing sandals telling people what to do and everybody called him a messiah and i was sitting there i was like that is a joke that has been made every fucking time anyone wants to make it 2000 years for anyone somebody want to make an edgy joke and then the guy was just kind of like he's like oh yeah jesus and he goes no charles manson but i like where your head is at that's what he said and i wanted to be like I was just like, I wanted to scream, like, not only was that a bad joke, but your tag sucked and it's not even what you're trying to do. Like, it was just, I was they, so mad about did it. Did the Manson crew wear sandals? Was that, Charles they Manson known? did. Were they known for that? Okay. They were in the desert. It's a whole, that's what I'm saying is like, it didn't work, but like, he was trying to be funny and edgy. And when you do that and it fails, I just, it, it hurts. It hurts me. It, I find it offensive almost. <laughs> um, there you go, Nick. That's a great background for yourself. Nick's got a brick background for the comedy seller. <laughs> um, so like when, when, like that is something that like when people, like I find that stuff offensive, damn near, damn near offensive. It's hard to offend me, but when someone makes like that kind of shit and like, it's just. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think, that, I think that's important because. Stolen jokes make me, or not even stolen jokes, just like hack bullshit that is not yours that you're trying to pass off makes me so mad if I could try to cut through to your truth and you can correct me if I'm wrong, go for it. It's, it's revolving around the sincerity. If someone's a try hard, then they're just popping off jokes for non altruistic reasons, for selfish reasons, then they're, it's not sincere. It just feels forced. And I think that like the best comedy comes from a place of sincerity, being genuine. Like, just and this is why I always say my friends are smarter than me. You could not be more right. That is absolutely what it is. And I think it's because I hold comedy and humor in such a high regard that I'm just kind of like, don't, don't, don't do that. You're doing it bad. Don't do that. You don't, you don't get to do that to this. Mm -hmm. Like this is something because I think it's one of those things where like I don't pride myself on a lot, but I pride myself on being funny. I pride myself in being able to get into a room full of people and like find that commonality. And that's what I think humor and jokes at their base are, is they're the equalizer. They're the common ground of like, everyone can find something to laugh about together. That's the, to me, that's like, maybe that's like a hippy dippy way of looking at it, but that's what I truly think comedy is. I think is it 100% the great equalizer. Um, and like, I hold it like in such high regard as like this thing that should be like sacred of like, don't fuck with this because this is the only thing we have that can make us all get along if we really need to. 
and you're going to come in and stir it up with like your bullshit. Like get the fuck out of here with that. Keep your hack stolen shit away from me. Well, for me, it's just like, I, I have trouble. Like I can't trust those kinds, kinds of people because you're putting on a performance for me. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is. I hate attention seeking behavior. Just be funny, man. Don't make this about you. With you doing that kind of shit, you're making it about you so people can go, oh, he's edgy. That's why he said that. No, he said that because it's fucking hack. And he knew that you would be, he knows that you'll think he's edgy for saying it. That's why he said it. He doesn't genuinely think that. He doesn't feel that. And he's not saying it for the benefit of anyone. He's saying it so that you can be like, oh, about him. I'm upset. Reach. I was going to say, Nick, you've been quiet for a while. I'm just listening. I'm just listening. You guys are, uh, you guys are uh, uh, going down the, you guys are answering the questions I wanted to ask without me having to ask them. And so I'm just listening. What are your other questions? Cause I, I like this. I could talk about this seriously all forever. I could talk. Yeah, about it's awesome. I, I'm loving this. All right. Um, so one that I had is uh, punching up self-deprecating humor punching down if it's funny not a question it's a it's a topic that i wanted to i wanted to get it's funny it's all acceptable to me and so i know i know you two have differing well i think that all three of us have differing opinions on it and so i'm curious what everybody thinks i mean do you have a premise or are you just saying like these are the well so so i kind of categorize i kind of categorize so like you've got the type of joke uh, that's a factor. You've got who delivers it, which is a factor, the context in which it's delivered, like how, mm-hmm. like who delivers it, like how we talked about like a joke from a, a dirty joke from HR is much funnier than a dirty joke from your dirty uncle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the context in which it's delivered. And then uh, another variable is who, who is the subject of the joke? And so it can be, it can be, um, you know, a, a person or a. Well, I guess it'd be like storytelling, right? So you've got um, like what is it, man, man versus man, man versus society, man versus himself, Food. man versus nature, yeah, and man or man versus his environment. And so man versus food. Mm-hmm. So you've got you've got jokes where, like, if we're walking down the street and I say you know, and there's like, uh, Todd Glass has used this example before, and there's like a, a, a nine-year-old girl, and you say that, like, she's dressed slutty <laughs> to your friends, right? That's, a, it's absolutely absurd, so right? That's so, I love, I love that joke. And, uh, oh man, you guys see that slutty, you seen that girl over there? <laughs> <laughs> and so that is, that is punching down, right? Okay. But the audience, I think, makes a difference here. So then you've got, see, punching- uh, I disagree though. Yeah. I disagree because really you got to look at who the root of the joke is on. The, the, it's the, the girl is technically the subject of the joke, but the greater truth is about pedophiles. It's an absurdist yeah. joke towards pedophiles. Well, it's an absurdist joke on the level. It's, it's an absurdist joke, obviously, but it's also, there's two levels of absurdity to that. One is it's hard for a nine-year-old to be dressed slutty, but also someone who's saying that who is who would be the last person you'd think would be a pedophile, that's also 
a second level of absurdity that is the person saying the joke that that person is saying it and trying to project that they are a pedophile is absurd. Wait, now this is really interesting because we've all three interpreted this joke completely differently. Oh, okay. So I, I've always interpreted the joke as sort of being absurd and it makes me imagine like a nine-year-old getting up, looking through a closet and thinking, I I just want to like show off today. And what would that nine-year-old be wearing? Nick in detail, please tell us. No, let's let's not go down that road of being that. Well, you know, in my head though, in my head though, the the situation in which this joke occurs would be a situation in which it was a nine-year-old who was just dressed like a nine-year-old, but the person was being absurd, and so it brings to mind that. So yeah, that's in my idea. A slutty nine-year-old is wearing a raincoat, a foam finger, and a football helmet. (laughs) (laughs) So. But but yeah, that that's kind of where my head is at when I hear that kind so of joke. So you think it's a joke because, on on the pedophile? Well, well, I think it works as absurd as humor. Yeah, because what 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 the fuck does that even mean? Right, uh, <laughs> right. But but also the 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 girl is not the subject of the joke. I mean, she she's the subject of the joke, but she's not the butt of the joke. It's making it's it's attacking the greater to the truth of pedophiles are fucked up huh like anyone (laughs) who anyone who would think that this nine-year-old is dressed slutty is pretty fucked up so that that's how i can square that of not okay Okay. well all right so so here's one here's one example that that i think is an exception um is the uh, sam kennison bit about the kids starving uh on tv like the starving kids in uh, in africa and and he says uh he said, you know, they're, they're always telling us to try and send, send money for food. And he said, you know what the rest of us did is we didn't move to the desert asshole. (laughs) And, and he's like, move, why don't you move to where the food is? And of course, you know, it's, it's absurd. He doesn't truly believe that. right? Right. He's, but he's saying something that, well, so he's, he's reframing, Mm -hmm. right. He's doing reframing because, He's projecting you're sort of like their fault that they're there. Yeah, you're sort of like, mm-hmm. well, like, why? Why is that something I've not ever thought about? Obviously, right. it's ridiculous, but, but like, why isn't that something that they do? So, so it's well. Let me finish real quick. It's, it's punching down. It's punching about as low as you can, but for some reason, to to me, it feels acceptable. Well, I. I think that, and I'm like, I'm not trying to be pedantic or anything. I think that there are other layers there that you maybe didn't consider before. Cause like, to me, that joke works because it on its, on its face. And that's why I like jokes like this too, because it's deep, it's deeper on its face that is making fun of poor people or people like uh, who live in poverty or whatever because but but this the the joke is actually attacking people who think that way because right i how many times do you hear well why don't you just move why don't you just leave because the answer is that if they could they fucking probably would like nobody would want to choose yeah, it's satirical because it's absurd on its face that people would choose willingly to be in those conditions. It, it doesn't make sense. It, it defies logic. So for people to believe that and just like spout it off as like 
these people are dumb or lesser than because they choose to do that. Like, I think that's the joke. People who think. Right. Yeah. That he's, he's being satirical and he's, he's intentionally ignoring a lot of other variables. At least just from, from that joke, that leads me to believe that because I don't think, I don't think that a rational person would, would, would present that as a joke. Uh, and, no, it's a joke. And, and truly making fun it. of the people who would make that joke. Yeah, no, he was brilliant. Or obviously, that, or, gen- or genuinely ask that question. That. Because that's the thing. Like you, you hear that a lot. Like if you get on the internet or just hear around terrible people, listen to s- certain family members talk. Some people, <laughs> some people <laughs> genuinely believe that people love living in poverty and uh, love having bad things happen to them because they don't just change the situation. But uh, I don't know how easy it is for you all. It would be to just uproot your life and completely live somewhere else. It sucks on, on a dime. Like on, it's, just a, it's a, not easy. It's a nightmare. Well, let me let me ask. Well, then. for some so, for some people though, it's impossible. Like you That's just fair. you just can't do it. Some what, people have like families uh, yeah. and make substantially less. And, what would what would be uh, an example of punching down in a way that? you think is inappropriate Tristan I mean there there's tons I think there's tons of ways to do that if because you could you could phrase those same those same type of jokes about the nine-year-old about uh poor people like like people like living in abject poverty and stuff like I there are ways that you can make those jokes and then not to be good I think that's like I think what you're I mean that's that's yeah I 100% agree and also like jocular humor like when people like did the like when back in the day when we were kids someone would do this and like as like a way to like put their hand on their I'm, we all know what the, you mean I, if i describe the motion you put your hand oh, up, you yeah. tap your you tap your shoulder and you tilt your head like that was like a thing like jocular humor like that where it's like this is signaling someone with a mental disability and like someone would do that behind someone or like dude what do you and like do that like that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. Someone's like, "Were you retarded?" Like when they would do that, like that kind of shit, where it's just kind of like, "Okay, the joke, your attempt at humor is to a punch down as if that situation is bad." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, wouldn't it suck? And isn't it funny to think about how bad it would suck if you were? You know what I mean? That kind of shit to me is like prime punching down. Yeah, the the the, the text is this person's stupid. This person sucks. The subtext is it's bad to be uh, mentally retarded or have right. any sort of mental conditions. And real quick these I want to people, correct. i'm sorry Tristan, go ahead i'm so sorry no you're fine and and, and these people should be othered that Exa- is- okay yes that's exactly the, the less than stuff right they're less than and that's why we can make fun of them um real quick it was i think it was bill hicks who said shortcut to the truth that was gonna drive me crazy if i didn't correct myself um okay tristan here's one you're talking about punching down i have an example of something i said that completely divided a room and I think it has, I think it's because outs without the context and the situation, it isn't funny. But if you, it's one of those, like you had to be there, but not really kind of jokes. So uh, Nick, I think you've heard the story because Cole always brings it up to, to whenever I say Cole's a horrible person, he brings this up to try to show that I'm a horrible person. Um, there was a, Tristan, I'm very interested in how you feel about this one. Um, so there was a, a girl came in to the shop and she was a, oh my God, she was just, I, Nick, I think you were there. I was. You were there. Okay. And I was. Okay. So I, I was hear, in tears and I, I never felt so bad about myself. Okay. So this girl came in, this girl came into the shop and she was Nick. Let's just say it, a 10. No question. Yeah. 
no doubt. A 10, a 10. For and like, girl. not even like my type, just like a society just as a whole. Objectively an attractive person. Objectively, there's no one in the world. the sun. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no dude, regardless of your type, isn't going to go, no, that is a extremely attractive woman. Mm-hmm. She comes in, in a wheelchair. She's in a wheelchair. And she, she comes in and she's in a wheelchair and she's sitting in the lobby of the shop and she's talking to Shelby about something. And me and Nick noticed that she's wearing a campus invasion t-shirt, which is a porno site where the women go to colleges and fuck frat dudes. You can look it up. You can find it. She's wearing a campus invasion shirt. So we have this extremely attractive woman wearing a campus invasion shirt in a wheelchair and Shelby comes back there and he was like, Hey, do you guys have any time to Nick or no, I'm sorry. Not Nick. He's like, Hey, Cole, do you have time to do a tattoo? And Cole's like, I don't know. I don't know if I have time later. And I'm like, dude, you're going to want to make time. And he goes, why? And I was like, dude, I just saw the prettiest retard. Yeah. See, see, I knew, I knew that you wouldn't get it. Because it's so, it to me, like it was just, I said it because your, your expectation of when I say, because Cole hadn't seen her yet. Mm-hmm. So Cole didn't know what I was referencing. He thought that I was just saying there's a very attractive person who's mentally disabled in the lobby. Then he walked out there and saw why I said that. That one, there's this, there is this just subjectively beautiful woman out there. And that I joked that she was retarded because she was in a wheelchair. And Shelby got mad at me. Nick was in fucking like crying. I felt so bad that I didn't that I, I was laughing my ass off. And like Cole came back and just couldn't hang. Cole was also laughing, but he was also just kind of like he was just beside himself. Cause to me, it was to me like when I said that's the worst joke I've ever made. Can can I can well, I break it down a little bit? Absolutely. Go for I it. think the joke is really on you. Because the joke is that you you are so ignorant that you think that just because someone is in a wheelchair that they are that they're they're retarded. There it is, Nick. Thank you. Nick gets it. But obviously, if that girl heard the joke, there's a good chance it would hurt her feelings, right? You so I would no, no, it's, it's the, think that. No, I'm just saying there's a good ch- for 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 to make my point. I'm saying that there's a good chance that 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 girl might right right that that's not an unlikely scenario and no. my my point is is that i would consider that punching down oh absolutely absolutely so I'm no, saying like, no, my it, thing is like, yeah, that is, is an example of punching down but i still think it's funny see it's it's one of those things for like it's like the the meat wad thing like right i get it i ain't laughing but i get it like <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, <laughs> no, like, cause like if, if the joke is that Patrick is so absurd and ridiculous that he thinks that I don't tend to be friends with people like that. So I don't want right. to, I don't want to think that about you. So, right. so where else does the joke have traction? Unless like the, the, the basis of the joke is that it, it's bad to be in a wheelchair or it's bad mentally deficient but to me the joke the joke wasn't that the joke was that i'm that i think everyone in a wheelchair has a mental disability right and that's kind of fucked up and like i wouldn't want to be friends with people who are just 
ableist like that. But like, but, but here's the thing. Like but to me, it's it's punching down because I'm using their, I'm using her predicament as a way for me to find to me to make a joke about how dumb I am. I get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't laughing, but I get it. But like, but, but here's the thing. Like, it's I've had a complicated history with that kind of shit myself. But and I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, but like, this is just how I categorize myself my own history of edgelord humor and just being just saying whatever because anything anything can be funny so i should be able to say anything i it's taken a long time for me to just kind of move past that and realize that really most call me an edgelord no, that's what okay, I'm saying. I was, I'm not like, trying to like, offend you. On. I'm talking about. I was like, myself, oh, come on, man. That like mo- most of the time when I would want, like when when I had made those jokes in the past, or when I would just say things, most of the time, the greater joke, the is just bad or or oh, right. ill, ill thought out, or, but or if nothing else, I'm just essentially making mouth sounds to get attention, and there, there is no better. There's no greater joke there and i'm being lazy right um i think a lot of that kind of humor is just it's kind of lazy yeah i mean i find lazy offensive i mean i find lazy humor like you're mentioning like i find that stuff i mean i don't have a better word for it offensive i find Mm -hmm. to me it's the joke itself's not offensive like that's Mm -hmm. not offensive to me it's the fact that like you think that's humor that that's offending that that offends Mm -hmm. i think the difference between what patrick did and edgelord humor though is that edgelord humor typically doesn't practice discretion like if if that was every joke that he made and that one hit. I feel like I'm in court, and, I'm, and Nick is def- Nick is the prosecutor, <laughs> and Tristan's <laughs> or I, I, prosecutor. Nick's my defense. I would say that that yeah, that's edgelord humor. But but I just this is just just how how I think of it. I think of edgelord humor as um, often not funny. They don't they don't practice prejudice when it comes to is this is this joke funny enough that that it's okay for me to say this, this thing that's completely inappropriate. Well, that's I mean, what I think of when I think of Edgelord humor, like I, I have a really twisted sense of humor. I mean, a- Andrew Dice Clay is a good example, oh, and, good but, but Andrew Dice Clay has actually chilled out a lot too. Mm-hmm. Oh, you must, you must not be aware of his cameo then Tristan. Uh, you can pay him $200 and he'll talk to you about how much he loves your wife's tits not a joke i mean cameo is a whole other camera excuse me for yeah. just a second but i can hear you. i'll be able to hear you but i gotta step okay. away for a second okay um, so Tristan, I, I do have an interesting question i mean this may be interesting it's a question that i that i've wanted to ask you so like where are you on the on the thing of like I'm trying to find a way to word this so uh, i i still think and this is this may be broad or ignorant of me but I, I think you should be able to say whatever you want full stop okay but 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 hear me out but saying what you want to say and being able to do that doesn't remove you from the repercussions that can come your way whether that be violating terms and conditions uh someone punching you out you lose you know what i mean like, like are, you, are you talking about should be able to as in like being arrested or are you talking about like whether or not 
uh, it's a good joke. I'm talking about jokes mostly. So whether or not something like is a good joke, not not whether or not someone is protected under the First Amendment. Yeah, no, nothing. I don't really the the freedom. Okay, because that's, that's too much. That's that's a conversation for a different time that I know you and me have very similar but also very opposing views on. Um, no, I'm talking about like when my thing is like you. I think if you want to make the joke, make the joke. You should be able to make the joke, but someone should be able to be like, "Yo, man, here's why I don't think that's funny." I mean, I think I think that that kind of is in terms of whether or not you should be able to make the joke. To me, that's that's a similar argument as the first amendment thing. Sure, you should be able to, I guess, me, but like I'm example. not. So like, so let me let me. Okay, so. I may, I maybe I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. So let's, let's just stick with, so we're at lunch, you and I are at lunch and uh, one of, one of your friends is there and like he said, and like, let's go one of my friends. One of my friends is there. Cause it probably wouldn't happen more actually. Uh, one of my friends is there and says a, a, a racist joke and you mm-hmm. go, and you go, yo man, come on. Mm-hmm. And then he gets all up in arms. Right. And then there's that, there's that back and forth. So what I'm getting at is, is I, I think that my friend should be able to make that joke. He should be able to make that joke, but should you come to him and go, yo man, I don't appreciate that. I don't like that. My friend, the person who made the joke should have to take that into consideration and not get mad or no, I'm sorry, be able to take that consideration and, and understand that like, yes, I can make that joke, but that doesn't that doesn't keep me from having to answer to that. Should someone step in and be like, yo, whatever, don't say that. Racist jokes. I think, I, I mean, think not, we're, not even just racist jokes. Just like, if you say something about domestic violence and like some, and somebody goes, yo man, that's not fucking funny. Or like, like, I think we're kind of talking in circles a little bit okay. because we're, 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 I think we know what the other means, but um, I think that I think that if I'm not going to try to, I want people to be able to feel like they can speak freely around me, mm-hmm. and that includes telling jokes. So I would want if someone has a joke, I would want them to be able to tell it. However, if someone has a, a penchant for for making racist jokes and they just have a tendency to make very uh, offensive jokes and just shit on people. I don't be friends with them. I don't stay friends with those people. And therefore I don't put myself in that situation to where I'm going to have to listen to their bullshit. When someone had, this is maybe I'm speaking to too much of my own experiences, but have you guys ever been around people and like somebody said something and then you have to like stop them, not because you found it offensive, but because you don't want them to think you feel the same way? I mean, again, I think, I think I know what you're talking about. All right. So an example, uh, (laughs) I live in Alabama. Uh, You'd be surprised. I hear some crazy shit. I have people um, uh, in line or not so much anymore, but like uh, at events I'll be at, I look a certain way. Someone will, someone will, you'll be having a conversation with someone and someone will say something and it's a joke. It is a joke, but you have to go like, yo man, no, no, I don't, I don't know. Let's not, that's not, I'm not that. I mean, sh- sure. Um, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, like I don't mind thing. cutting people off. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just speaking too much of my own experience, but like, you know, you go out to lunch with people and like somebody says something wild and you're like, yo man, what do you No, No, like you can't. 
or it's just kind of like, hey man because i've had situations where like stakes here's an example i work with some younger people some younger i went out to lunch one time with some younger guys and one of the dudes made a joke and i was just kind of like all right that is kind of funny but i was like hey man here's why you maybe might want to check saying that again and it's one of these like moments where i'm just kind of like i'm telling you this not because like i'm offended or that uh i don't think what you said was funny but like you need to understand the historical context of what you just said so that if you say that again somewhere else and someone knocks your fucking teeth in then it's your fault it's not comfortable i'm looking out for you to be like you pretty much he was using the word he was just uh he was saying faggot a bunch and i was just kind of like he's like i don't see what the big deal is and i was like I was like, hey man, the fucking you gotta cut down with that word. He goes, well, we're, he's like, we're, he's like, man, we're just guys out to lunch. I was like, yeah, I understand that, but here's here's why you shouldn't be throwing that word around. You're not Louis C.K. Well, then I'm also just kind of like, hey man, like you're at the age where like you could say all the time with your friends and that's cool, but like you maybe not understand like where that word comes from. And like I had to give him like the historical thing. I was like, look, I'm not saying what you're saying is offensive to me. I just think you need to be prepared to where if someone else comes at you hard about what you're fucking saying you can decide right now to where like you can keep using that fucking word and go on and on and on if you want, or you can maybe just like Peter back. Cause you understand that maybe someone may see this as the historical version of this word and not just him and his boys throwing it around. Well, I mean, I, I think it's okay to like, just because it doesn't affect you personally uh, in your day-to-day life, it could the, the, the premise itself about what it means can be offensive to you. And that's, right. Um, you know, I, the the idea that that kind of stuff is used to hurt and kill people right. is offensive to me. Like that's blatantly offensive. Yeah, but I said something. The guy's like, "Oh man, don't be a faggot," and I was like, "Ah oh, man, come on now." And then I was just kind of like, and again, it's just lazy. I was like, yeah, I was like, hey man, I was like, I was like, I don't use that. He's like, he's like. So we're just joking. I was like, yeah, man, but like, here's the thing. I joke about everything. And this is like the one thing I like, hey, man, don't, don't say that word. Like, just let's not use it. But I mean, I, but we can, we can, we can get into that. Like, I, it, in my opinion, I do believe that, that pretty much anything can be funny, but there are caveats that one, not, not every joke is for you. Uh, two to, to you know 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 your audience but three you are not for every joke absolutely I, I don't i in terms of being able to say what you want to say and make make every joke you want to make i don't necessarily agree with that because i think that some people shouldn't make certain jokes i do i do think that there are things that are can be funny but not everybody has the same ability to tell that joke i think it comes from like nick a mixture of what you and nick have both been saying is content uh, context and intent right right and some people will have the the shared like cultural history and background and knowledge and come from a place of truth when they make certain jokes and they're not fucking tourists right you know that's a perfect way to put it. A tourist jokes drive me up the fucking wall. Mm-hmm. Like the whole like, that's cool, man. I got a friend. It's like, no, shut the fuck up. Like when, like whenever I hear people do like, uh, when I hear her white people try to speak Spanish to Spanish people. <sighs> yeah, it makes me really uncomfortable. 
I'm like, I understand your intent, but the context of the situation does not, we're at a fucking restaurant. This, this is not the place for you to try to fucking wax poetic with someone in their native tongue. Like knock it. the, you look foolish. The only time I ever do that is if the Spanish person starts speaking to me first. I, I, I got a buddy at work that does it. He's from. Oh, Nick's got a buddy. Just not hear that. <laughs> but he, he started speaking to me in Spanish first. So I was like, okay. Don't you mean no, no? I, I think, I mean, not to go too far off track, but like, I'll, I'll try to say the words correctly. I'll try to say like the menu items correctly. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's a given. But, but like, I'm not, I'm not going to have like a full conversation. One, I can't. But two, I, if they, if they are speaking English, English to you, and unless they engage you in Spanish, I think it's kind of like cringy. Yeah, well, it's just kind of it's you. A weird, it's a weird privilege flex to me. It is. It, it is. Um, but but yeah, I. Those are my lines. I think that pretty much anything can be funny, but I don't think that everyone is entitled. Uh, you can make the joke, but it doesn't mean that you should. Absolutely. I think it's sometimes offensive to not make the joke. I've made that argument before. Whenever someone goes, oh, I shouldn't say this. And I'm like, no, fuck you. You say it. You don't get mm-hmm. to say that and then not fucking say it. Say it. And it's like, oh, I probably shouldn't say this. And Tressa and I talk about this a lot too, is that um, people say, you know, you can't say this anymore. You can't say that. You can say whatever you want, but you have to recognize that there will be consequences. And same for jokes. If you yeah, make Nick, you stepped jokes, away, that's what me and Tristan were talking about. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Sorry. Exactly no, but, but no, no, you're right. Give your spin on it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, you just, I mean, you're, you're taking a risk. So don't, what, what, you, you can't just uh, expect that there are going to be no consequences if you fail. Right. This is one of those things that, and I I'm, may, this may not be super popular, but, but there have been some comedians recently that have had a hard time being told that their jokes aren't funny and they, project and say that it's the fault of the audience right are you talking about nick DiPaolo? uh he might be one i think <laughs> yeah. uh his whole special is, is his whole i think bill burr was one too wasn't he like, um where he would just he went off about how like sensitive people are and you can't say that and like like upset at the audience for not going along with his joke and he just kind of made a bad joke if someone who's not okay so i I understand where you're coming from with that if if someone who wasn't a seasoned career been doing it for 20 plus years came at that with that attitude someone who wasn't around when you could say whatever the fuck you wanted when there was the first comedy boom like that was the whole thing and then it petered out and then it started picking up again and then just started getting squashed if there if if those opinions and those things were being said by someone who wasn't there for that I would be, I would be like, fuck off. Like if some, somebody has been doing comedy for a year and a half or like someone I know who's a struggling comedian was saying those things. I'd be like, you know, you don't get to fucking say it. Like you don't, first off, you don't know any different than, than what you're, you don't know any different than being mad that people are laughing at you. So to me, you don't have the, you don't have the experience to even really speak on this. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone like Bill Burr, who I, I respect that, I respect that you feel that way, Tristan. But like, I just look at it as like someone who's been someone who their entire career has never changed the way they, the, the way they've worked. They've, their, their material has always been a, of a certain type and they've been around when comedy was huge, when it lulled, when it got big again. And then now that it's being dissected and people are telling you why things aren't funny, to me, it, it comes down to that thing of, of those who don't create or contribute are just critiquing. 
to me, I'm just kind of like, if you've never done these things or tried to be a creative person and you just want to sit on the sidelines and go, no, no, no. To me, I'm like, you're just complaining. You're just complaining. Noted. But, noted, but, um, you know, I've, I respect some of the things that he's done too. Like I, I've seen some of his older stuff and I, I've seen some of his like current stuff. Like I liked him in Mandalorian a lot. Like yeah, I appreciate him. Um, but it doesn't mean that everything he says is funny. And, oh, no. and like, and, but, but my thing is like, you said that he's been doing this, the same thing for 30 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's important. To, to acknowledge because that may not be a good thing. Absolutely. I, I completely see where you're coming from that. And I, and I think what I'm, I think, yes, you're hundred percent correct. And it does it at a certain point to, to take a word that Nick would use at a certain point, it does become kind of cringy because it turns into old man yelling at clouds. Right? right. And the thing is like, if, if it's just random person on Twitter, that's shitting on Bill Burr for something he said in a comedy club, it's one thing, but like, if you are in the audience, there is a relationship. There's a dynamic there. And if you don't agree with the premise that's being put up, then that it doesn't mean that it's your fault for not right. appreciating. It. Absolutely. Um, because if you, that's on the entertainer for not mm-hmm. entertaining and not knowing their audience. Right. Um, and it's not fuck you. Everyone else is wrong. Like I don't. Right. I, I don't think. And I'm not saying that he said that, but I'm saying no, that, no. I, that I, I know what you're talking about because I've seen I've seen some of his things recently where he. I mean, I've seen things with a lot of comedians recently who were just kind of right. like, oh, they're just out to get us. And I'm first time I'm just kind of like, well, no one's really performing right now, so I don't know where you're getting this audience hates me shit. I think you're just. I think you're reading your ads and your mentions too much. But again, I've never. I've I've done stand up one time. I, I, I had a good time, but it's one of those things where like, I didn't, I just don't, it's, it's, it's when did you do it? I did it in Nashville a couple of times. A buddy of mine ran an open mic, but it was only for people who were going up. So you could only perform if you could only be there if you were going to perform. So you were performing for other people who were going to have to perform. So there was no, it was just an understood thing that like a lot of us are going to eat our own dicks. Gotcha. Um, so I went to a couple of those because a friend of mine was like, he, he needed people to come or he couldn't keep doing it. So we had to have a certain amount of people in the in the space every time, or they weren't gonna let him do it. So I went a couple of times, and it was like, it was a really good. It was a good friend of mine from back in the day who I hadn't talked to him forever, who like had followed like the podcast and like some of my stuff, some of the stuff I like just talked to him in passing. He's like, "Can you come here for three minutes? Can you give me? Can you talk? Can you three minutes of something?" It was one of those kinds of things. Um, so it was a we hung out a few times, and like he threw out the idea, and I told him I'd do it just because I wanted to give it a shot, and I realized that like I do like this, but. I don't, but I, I think I like this because of the environment that it's in. It's an extremely controlled environment. And I don't think I would enjoy it as much if I, if it was just like to the, to the, in a wild, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in just an open mic in a club, because also we talked about this when it comes to like me doing things creatively, if I can't pursue it a thousand percent, I don't want to fucking do it because I feel like I'm doing that thing a disservice. Mm-hmm. And there's no way at that point in my life I could have contributed or put the time that it would take to do anything with it mm. to it it just wasn't it's not in the cards and i just and also i don't have that itch to perform like that this is where mm. this and in my personal writing that's where i feel like i excel telling stories among friends that's cool but like getting up there and being like hey everybody how's it going like, i don't have that gene i don't have that performative gene in me not that kind right um but I, and i think that's a lot of it is is just where it comes from like 
also, I mean, Tristan, I mean, maybe this is something I don't know if you've considered is, is the, the people are, the negativity is like, that's what people get. Like when someone has a bad show, you hear about that. You don't oh, hear yeah. about when someone has a good show. Sure. You know what I mean? And like, no one's writing art. No one's writing puff piece. No one's writing like blogs about how great a show was. They're like, oh, Daniel Tosh made a rape joke and walked half the room. Here's a, here's, here's a 15,000 words on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and the thing about Bill Burr is like, also, I think it's part of his shtick. And I don't think people would necessarily get that, that he has a history of turn have going on there knowing it's going to be bad and turning on people. There's a 15 minute clip, which I think is genius of him going at the city of Philadelphia, like in like an outside arena, Nick, you, I think you've seen the video. Yeah. He just walked. I mean, all he does is he says things that are horrible and then walks it back. Like right. that's, that's his whole deal. I, right. I like it, but that's, that's what he does. Right. But mm-hmm. I, but I could see where someone like him who starts at the worst and brings it down would hate that he has to explain that to someone because kind of like what we're talking about is like having to explain why something is funny to someone isn't fun. Mm-hmm. And his job is to get up there and have fun and be funny and him getting up there and having to be like, fuck, okay, I know you're upset. Here's why that, here's why you should be upset about that. That's not fun. So I can see where that could be frustrating, but I do understand where you're coming from Tristan of like a lot of comedy now is people have been doing comedy for a while being mad that net, that their kind of comedy isn't hitting at the moment. Right. Well, I mean, but I think to kind of tie it into to Nick's thing, the, the whole theme of this, I think that it is important to recognize and understand that part of comedy and not a small part of comedy is cultural. Mm-hmm. And the, we are in a flashpoint right now with everything, right. including comedy, of the old guard not wanting and not accepting that things have moved past them Mm -hmm. and that they need to adapt or die in terms of like this this is not where everyone else is right now and you need to think that it's moved past them or it's just or that style of comedy is not in vogue right now i think that it's i think that the cultural state has moved past them I think that personally, a lot of these jokes, a lot of certain types of jokes that flew 30 years ago weren't super duper popular with the people that they were targeting then. It's just they didn't have a, a, the voice that they have now. I won't, have, hit a, I won't hit a woman, but I'll shake a bitch. Like sure. that shit. Right. That's, I think that's a Chris. Is that a Chris Rock, Nick? I think that's a Chris Rock joke. I think so. And it's just like, or, or like. It didn't age well. J- yeah. jokes yeah. jokes about uh, minorities or or being gay like those those groups didn't have the kinds of voices that they have now and the, the cultural mindset hasn't shifted as much Nick, you had a great thing that i don't want to steal your thunder on but like you brought that you had you listed examples of things that hadn't aged well and tristan touched on it do you remember what that was Mm-mm. impressions impressions oh yeah yeah like pablo francisco could he do that now? Could I think he could because he's not white. Well, yeah. I mean, technically he's a, he's of Latin descent. So he's, I think Pablo Francisco could do it because he did everyone. For, in my opinion, this whole thing, this is, this is, uh, 
a perfect example. I mean, this is, it's just capitalism. Is capitalism. And the... Oh, Tristan's going to get mad. Tristan's going to get mad. We're talking about capitalism. <laughs> well, I, just, I don't think... Um, this is a had perfect a- example of capitalism. So if you think of, if you think of humor as, as the product or service, the, the customers don't want your, your service anymore. Mm-hmm. And okay. so you, it, it doesn't matter how you feel about it. If, if, if your product or service is not wanted, the market will decide. And the market mm-hmm. has decided that, that this, this your, your toaster doesn't do the trick for us anymore. We don't want your fucking toaster. It's the same thing. And okay. I think that they can lament it all they want. But the fact is, is that tastes are changing as they mm-hmm. have in the past and always will. For better or and, for worse, who's to judge? That's always my thing need, is like. Yeah, well, they need to either find an audience that, that likes what they're selling or they need to change. I, I can still appreciate metaphors and that's a good metaphor, Patrick. I know, but there um, was a one episode where like you were going on capitalism and I was like, I agree with you, but I don't necessarily know that this is what people want to hear from us. <laughs> wow, that's... That's too. That bad. doesn't matter to me, Tristan. That's what I thought because when you were, you were making very valid points that episode, now I, like, <laughs> I was like, Tristan is so much more punk rock than me and Nick, and like he doesn't give himself fucking credit for it. Like Tristan is so much more up the punks than Nick and I are. Oh, oh no, changed. no, you sold out, old man. I bought. I bought in. Um, I'm the system from the inside. So, but no, no, I I totally agree with that mindset. That's that's a a, a nice visual way of. of kind of uh getting at what i what i was kind of skirting around is like you adapt or die like this this is where you, you can't have expectations for the for making a product based on the world that you want you make it based on the world that is oh tristan that is so good that is what you just said is so fucking good that is oh, so wow. good well thank you uh, it's just but it's just it kills me that so many people are i think the mindset now like people talk about how there's a victim mindset i think that some people do have a victim mindset where they think that everyone else is the problem mm-hmm. like when it's really just I mean, take take a moment take a deep breath and like look at yourself and if everyone else says that you're an asshole maybe it's not everyone else who's the problem well, I mean, I mean, a lot of it goes in like the climate we have today of like, we talked about it and like joked about it before, but like so much of people's opinions and views are, are fueled by these weird, whether intentional or not, echo chambers that they built for themselves to where at a certain point you're getting your, with, just by posting something or have an opinion to an extent, it is becoming self-congratulatory because people are either, people are, people not leaving or not following you is some weird way of like, nope, that was right. What I said was fine. Or one person telling you, you did okay. You're like, okay, one person agrees with me. So thousands of people agree with me. There's this weird, like false, there's like a false reciprocation of appreciation for what people are doing nowadays. And then there's also the flip side of that is people feeling extremely attacked when in reality, not man, just one person thought you sucked. Mm -hmm. Well, you shit. I, mean? I, I I wanted to expand on Nick's metaphor by go ahead by saying and just like uh, capitalism, there are some vested interests that will pump a lot of money and resources into convincing people that certain people are funny, like Tyler Perry or whoever. But at like, least it's his own money. 
it is. That's my it thing is. with Tyler Perry. Like, at least it's like his he, money. It's he's doing his own thing. I respect that. I just don't find it funny at all. Right. That's and that's one of those um, things where I'm just like, that's or like, like Kristen, uh, you're killing it today. You give me too much credit. You don't take but, enough. You don't give yourself enough credit, man. That's that's a perfect example of what you're talking about. Is like, is like, okay, it's the world as it is, not the way you want it to be. Okay, the world as it is is there is a lack of someone doing what I'm doing, Tyler Perry, of, of this. There's the lack of whatever it is he does. I don't know what it's called. I don't want to, I, I don't want to say black humor. I don't want to say black family dramas because I don't have the experience with it, but he saw, okay, this is how the world exists. I can't do this according to their rules. So I have to find my own way to adapt and make it work within the restraints that I'm given. And he did. Mm-hmm. For, and, but, but like you said, it ain't for me. No, right. But it's for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely got his his market, and like that's the thing. Like if if he didn't, people would would definitely tell him. And you know, depending on because he has his own set of politics too that people don't agree with. And but that's the thing. Like he has his market, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just as valid to not be in that market too. Um, so you can that's kind of like the whole you can make your joke it's just not for everyone and that's okay too so what's important is you understand that that joke's not for everyone and you don't try to force it down everyone's throat or convince them otherwise because you're just not going to win the room that way right and so that's that's uh i don't know i I think that um people who talk about they can't say certain things uh, or that they're being censored or whatever. People are too sensitive, just are not wanting to be introspective and are unwilling to admit that, that things have changed. And even if it's a change in the direction that you don't agree with, um, that things have changed. Some people will double down on that. And then, and that's, you hinted on this before, but it's actually, it's kind of fascinating to see that, the kind of um, cultural online followings that people get and you have to, you have to um, curate and maintain your audience um, because it's a reciprocal thing. Mm-hmm. If you start behaving in a certain way, some people are going to call you out on it and leave or whatever, but other people are going to kind of come in mm-hmm. and then you start curating your audience right. and then uh, you turn around and you've just got a an audience full of like alt-right shitheads because you have fed off of each other about, oh, they like this. I'm going to do more of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're down. Right. You're like, I'm and, not racist. My fans are. And so you got this. Uh, oh, no, no. They, they, they Some people go so far to like completely warp their mentality of just, just denying that it's even a problem. Oh, that's yeah, everybody absolutely. else is a problem. But like that's. I hope we only had to deal with that for four years. So. But um, but yeah, I think that, it's, that that's why now more than ever, I will say was on my mind because uh, I don't want to curate certain audiences. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. So if people are upset what I'm saying, then I, and I don't want to turn everybody off, but like, I'm okay with not having certain audience members. Right. It's, and I think that's like, a, a, I mean, again, we talk about this time and time again, it's the self-awareness. Like you are, you're intelligent enough. You're smart enough to know it's like, 
yo, I'm, I'm not for everybody, but not everybody's for me either. And that's okay. And maybe like, I'm hoping that some of the things that we talk about might be enough to give somebody a different perspective and may, might make them challenge their, their current paradigm, the way they think about things mm-hmm. and maybe change it or maybe double down, but like it just engage it. Right. And that's, I think something that I think that Tristan, which you just touch on is like, perfect is like now more than ever, you have to, I think you have to be careful with like who you engage with and how you engage with them. And, and to what extent you like just drink the Kool-Aid and be like, Oh, this is what this is. It's like, do, do a little bit of legwork, like do a little bit of like where you spend your money, who you talk to, what you subscribe to, just do it, do a little bit, do a little bit. Well, it's kind of about, about being able to make certain jokes you know, you need to be knowledgeable about the things you talk about too. Right. Right. Like you can't, it's in this time. I was like, you have to know, you have to know where certain things come from before you say them to make it work, to not come across like you're being racist or stupid or a shithead or punching down. Like, like I said before it, to me, if, if you, if, if you are funny, I will give you credit on a level of like, that's an intelligent person. Because I think to truly be funny and find a joke or make something or say something where everyone's going to laugh no matter who they are, that's a sign of someone with some level of intelligence. Unless that person just picks up a banana when a phone rings and goes banana phone. <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's I'd hilarious. Laugh. They I'd were laugh if I saw That was the, you're talking, <laughs> I kind of got offended when you were like, don't tell you, when people talk about the rooms wrong, that's the example I had. I was like, no, no, no. Everyone in that room was wrong. When I did that and no one laughed, <laughs> everyone in that room was fucking wrong. And I went on about it over and over again. I was like, it's funny because it's shaped like a phone, but it's not a phone. It's a banana. That's ridiculous. Bananas don't ring. You guys got to wake up. It's 1030. There's no excuse for this. Like I just <clears throat> wouldn't let up. Relentless. Well, I think, uh, so Nick, do you, has this helped your model? Like, <laughs> yeah, it has. It really has. Um, Nick just wrote capitalism is humor. That's all he has on the screen. <laughs> but there's not an equal sign because he'd hate it if there was. Uh, let me think. You go ahead and talk. We can't. We've, we've exhausted. I think I've, I've said I could talk about it forever. I've exhausted it because well, Tristan's making so much more valid, coherent points than I could possibly make. That's not I'm just true. Like, Everything is funny if it's in context. Everything. <laughs> everything's funny just make a joke if it's in context it's funny but it's so much more than that make a joke dummy yeah will you some kind of idiot make a joke uh no that's that's not true like we've all made really good points and i think uh it seems like because i thought that we were going to uh disagree on more points but it sounds like because we could talk more than i would text message like that they're we actually agree a lot more about a lot of this stuff so um i think i think it's good to talk about i think it's good to think about like especially moving into your 20s and then your 30s of just like kind of adjusting your mindset and, and kind of maybe listening sometimes about what what other people are saying um but any, anyway, um, I want to hear what Nick has to say. You've been really quiet for a long time. 
Yeah, I've just been listening. Uh, so yeah, so, so the of the couple things I wanted to talk about was kind of how do you categorize it? What makes something funny? And um, and then of of the things that make something funny, uh, how how does uh, how does the subject of the joke play into it? I.e. Uh, punching down, um, mocking yourself, or um, punching up, and uh, and then there's there are some things that exist outside of that, some some weird examples, but primarily that's like the vast majority of comedy. Um, I've heard I've heard some comedians like make jokes about like the moon and stuff, but. Uh, that's that's yeah shit that's been funny but for the most part that's that's where it lies and and um yeah it's it's uh it's interesting i don't know i don't know how to summarize everything i think i think we have arrived at some some common ground with just some some slight differences on the whole punching up punching down thing which i think is kind of the the more interesting of the topics um and then uh Yeah, I I don't know. I think for that, like, it's just. I I think that uh, it's important to dig down to. Because there may be some secondary or tertiary references that are at play like that. Who the who the subject is, who the the butt of the joke is on surface may not actually be who the butt of the joke is, because that is really what's going to dictate whether or not it's a shitty joke, in my opinion, depending yeah. on what it's about, you know? Like how the, the Sam Kinison joke on the surface, he's, he's mocking the people in the desert who are starving, but in reality, he's mocking sort of the ignorance of himself mm-hmm. and the ignorance of the culture in which we live, that uh, sort of thing, right? And the, the other reason why I believe that to be the case with him is because he was a, like, uh, minister's son, like he mm-hmm. super. Oh, he was a pastor. He he yeah, he was, a, was. He was a pastor. Preacher. I forgot about that part. But like, so like he himself, um, would at least have tangential uh, knowledge of like missionary work and people who go to these places. I'm sure he's well aware of why people don't leave certain situations. Right. But again, it comes back to the intelligence thing. Like you got to be you to be really funny. You got to be you got to have some level of intelligence. Oh yeah. So let's wrap up here because I think we've fucking this one's good. I'm gonna label this one. Hey, this is an this is a very special important episode. This is a very special episode. We talk about uh, the camaraderie episode. Fuck. I sent you some some cover art. Okay, awesome. Uh, real quick, what's your favorite one liner? It's your favorite Ooh. one. Fuck. Favorite one liner. Mm-hmm. Well, Doesn't have to be one liner. Like, what's your favorite like quick joke? Like, what's your favorite like like. Like who's your favorite, like you one start. or two lines? What's your favorite joke? You go. Uh, what do you Baby call shoes it? for sale, never worn. <laughs> that's a Wait, short that's horror not a joke, story. Is it? That's a short horror story. <laughs> no, it's hilarious. Uh, uh, what kind of bees give milk? What kind? Boobies. Boobies. Favorite joke. <laughs> that's favorite your favorite joke. joke. Favorite joke. It's my favorite joke. It's my favorite joke. <laughs> so fun. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I can't either. 
you guys are fucking kidding me. Really? The two put of the funniest me, guys I know don't have funny one-liners? Put me on the spot. And uh, like, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'm bad at, I'm bad at that. Like I, I'm good at having things to riff on, but like I'm bad at improv. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, I need an occupation. Uh, doctor. And uh, 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 where's the place the doctor doesn't work at? Uh, uh, the carnival. All right, we got Dr. Carnival. And uh, we need food. Uh, cheeseburgers. Now Tristan, go. I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too. That's that's a really great one. I love it. Nick, you Googled funny one liners. I no, I Googled Mitch Hedberg jokes. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Okay. So that I could answer your question. Yeah. What's your favorite Hedberg joke? Huh? What's your favorite Hedberg joke? That one. I love that one. Mine's the one about the open house with the bedrooms. He said, I think it's up to me to decide how many bedrooms are in that place. Oh man, this is his bedroom's got an oven in it. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a shame. The other one is like my okay. I took it back. No, my favorite Hedberg joke is the um is the is the is the, is the McDonald's the franchise. I'm gonna butcher the joke, but the joke is about how he he didn't know that when you open up a franchise, you can make up your own rules. So he wanted to open a McDonald's. And so he's like, so I want to open McDonald's. Someone comes in and he goes, I want a burger. And you're like, nope, we got spaghetti and blankets. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and I just thought that was so funny because it's just like, man, I don't think you can do any of the things you just said. I think you made all of that up. That is funny. Uh, all right, Tristan, I'm going to let you take us out this week because you have been the star of this episode. No. Fuck you. Yes, you're going to have to say the things. I that 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 requires me to remember the things uh oh my god i just know night riders unite and witness us okay and we're born a certain way uh check your text check your, check your chats check the chats it's in the chat i got to check my screen uh from nick to everyone <laughs> damn it <laughs> born ugly race stupid we give you permission there it is thanks everybody for listening i'm gonna stop recording